Hello and welcome one and all to another Wildlands podcast. Uh, Colin and Dan on as always. How's how's everything going, mate? Yeah, it's all right, mate. Just spent all day clearing out the out the crabs after a busy weekend. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say something about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad. I just hope you learn how to crab now, and next time you know the secret is just a big net. Yeah, and you could have told me that before I went and bought a couple of little piddly ones. I didn't catch anything for half an hour, and then you know, tail between my legs, scolded off back to the shop to get another one. And I, I think by the time I got back, you'd caught most of the ones under our section of the pier. So yeah, I cleared it out, mate. So sorry about that. No, it's all right. Oscar loved it, mate. He was uh, yeah, just all over them crabs, wasn't he? Them and the shrimps. How he, how he just stuck his hand in that bucket and picked all them crabs out, I have no idea. Mate, I couldn't do it. He just had no fear. <laughs> um, you know, I printed off a picture of him holding a crab from state school today, so he was very, very proud of himself for it. Yeah. Uh, good lad. Yeah, good weekend. Though. To be fair, mate, I could have crapped all day, mate. It's quite relaxing, isn't it? It's just chilling out there. Well, weather's nice. Well, that, that was it. It was a nice, nice weather, wasn't it? So we was yeah. lucky. Oh yeah, if it's raining, you wouldn't catch me there. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not. Um, well, I, I guess to, uh, just today is uh, well, uh, guest today is uh, Susan Kelly, who's uh, part of the Wildlands and Spartan Racer. Uh, Susan, thank you very much for coming on. How, how are you? Thank you uh, for inviting me. No, I'm I'm great. Finally, uh, starting to recover after uh, the uh, last trifecta weekend uh, from Spartan season. So uh, yes, it's. Uh, I'm good, getting over yeah. the aches and pains. <laughs> That's it. It does. It it they take its toll. They take. I can't talk this evening. You can tell I'm all, I'm away and driving all day. Um, yeah, they definitely take, take their toll, don't they? The old trifecta weekends. They do, and I uh, I seem to have come out with more injuries than I ever have in any other years. But then it has been a bit of a mad year in terms of uh, wanting to achieve the most trifectas possible. So uh, yeah. Definitely saw my physio this morning, so I'm all taped up in various places down my legs. So, uh, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Have you got any other sort of obstacle course races or anything planned until next year? Now, is it just back to basics and rebuild for next year? Yeah, just just back to basics. That's it. That's it now for uh, for this year. I think uh, a well-deserved rest and uh, and uh, just relooking and refocusing for next year. Yeah, I think it's I think it's needed. Uh, I mean, I was definitely just feeling fatigued before Pippingford, and I'm taking the view. I'm apart from probably one session a week where I'll get get my heart rate high. It's just going to be easy stuff now for a few months. Just chill, reset, and then get back to it in the new year. Yeah, it's been um, it's been quite a high intense year for me training wise because because I had a goal of of achieving multiple trifectas and uh, I really felt that um, you know it was it was time to hang up the shoes for a while at, at Pippingford I found Pippingford really quite tough really mm. um, so uh, so yes definitely having to recharge the batteries this winter that's it and I think what you said then would have been winter um, you know I'm a big believer in that our bodies are sort of kind of like the seasons you know they do 
you know they need that time to sort of regrow and sort of you know repair a little bit so yeah we're not all superhuman we can't just keep at it you know 365 days a year and you know for years on end I definitely can't so I'm definitely not superhuman and <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <no. laughs> um, so, so obviously you know first of all thank you for the kind words you, you've said to us about the podcast and messages it's really nice to get get feedback so thank you thank you very much for that um obviously you know we kind of like to delve into people's backstories and you know find out you know a bit about their running or their OCR journey so I mean if you could sort of take us back to wherever you felt feel it started for you and then we can take it from there. So probably started in 2017 Uh, I had joined a I'm not a natural athlete although my physio calls me an athlete these days um, I've kind of dabbled with the gym, I suppose, you know, back in the, the 90s with aerobics and grapevines and things like that. So I've never been, you know, I don't consider myself an athlete, but tw- 2017, there was a boot camp uh, advertised locally uh, in in Swindon. I live in, in the Cotswolds in, in Gloucestershire and Swindon was where I used to go to work pre-COVID. I now work from home, but um so yeah, 2017, I joined a boot camp, and the uh, the PT who ran the boot camp was into obstacle course racing, and um, was trying to get a group of us together. And every time he spoke about obstacle course racing, I'd find something to go and do at the other side of the field or something like that, because it was really it really not me. So I'm not a natural runner. Uh, I couldn't think of anything worse to do. And then um, and then I think. Um, we came across uh, well someone suggested we do rough runner so to me it just by a little 5k with some blow up obstacles sounds it sounded like a, a bit of fun um so i ended up doing a group of people from boot camp and i just really enjoyed it it was you know it was less intense than just going out and doing and doing a run you know it gets every so often you come across an obstacle so you can have a bit of a rest and and um and yeah, so from there in 2018, um, so back in 2007, 2008, I got quite ill when I was pregnant with my son and ended up having to have a bone marrow transplant. And 2018 was the 10 year anniversary of my transplant. So I thought I'd do something to raise money for the Aplastic Anemia Trust who supported me through my transplant. And having done Rough Runner, I thought, oh, I'd like to try some more of more of that and uh, decided to do some obstacle course racing so um uh did uh, tough mudder um and then uh, ends up doing spartan as well so i volunteered at spartan in october 2017 just to see what it was like and tried it for you know sprint super and uh, yeah sprint and super in in 2018 uh, and a beast as well and then kind of got hooked and then dropped tough mudder because there was too much mud and water for me <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and yeah just got hooked with Spartan so did uh, one trifecta in 2018 uh, moved it up to two trifectas in 2019 and then 2020 was supposed to be our three trifecta year and obviously Covid here and uh, carried that over to last year. But um, I must say, I do it with my 
a colleague of mine, best friend. We we do it together. I wouldn't do it on my own. I need someone to, unlike the red bands, I need someone to help me over the walls and to, and to give me a leg up. So um, I do it with my best friend. And um, and last year, I think Wales killed us. The beast at Wales just was just a slog. And uh, best friend woke up with a migraine. And as ma as many you know painkillers she was trying to take so we could get back onto the trap for super and sprint the next day we just decided to to pull the plug really and and come home and so this year was uh because we hadn't achieved three trifectas last year we decided this year to go for it and get three three trifectas and stupidly decided to do it over three weekends ending in midlands um which we managed to do and um and then we ended up doing four because <laughs> because one of the spartan staff because we do volunteer as well and the spartan staff kind of said well you'd be mad to miss the euro championships you know you need to come along so um so yeah uh, we went to piffingford not for one race not for two but three so to get four trifectas so um I think um, that's that's basically the history of of my involvement with Spartan and and OCRs. Well, you know, and I mean, just to complete the the beast in Wales last year. I mean, we weren't there, but we heard stories about just how horrendous nightmare. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, you know. I, I think Wales is hard in the summer, let alone when you start going into it in the autumn and the winter. You know, it's it's different different level. So well, when in that you complete that. When you're registering on a Saturday morning in the dark and you're already stood at registration, stood in a puddle, a muddy puddle right up to your ankles, you know it's going to be bad out on course. And it was. It was it was like trudging through a river. I mean, we there would have been torrential rain all night and it was just running off every single track. You were up to your ankles in water. It was slipping, sliding. I've never fallen down before on track and I was constantly slipping and, you know, slipping down, falling down and stuff. So yeah, it was, um, it was tough. It was really tough. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I can imagine. Uh, like I said, we, we, we weren't there, but you know, we saw the photos and it was one of those like, yeah, that's going to be a tough weekend for the people <laughs> that is. So, I mean, obviously, so going back, it was from this, this boot camp where it was, it was a rough, rough runner, which, I've never done one, one of theirs. I know what you mean with these sort of um, like game show obstacles, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because I think they went bump, bust due to COVID and then restarted again. I, I, I think sure. so. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I haven't heard about them for a while now. So I'm not sure if they have restarted, but definitely not heard anything since probably 2019 from them. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm pretty certain that one of the UK OCR race series, one of theirs was was a rough runner, and it was like their oh, first right. event back under new management. So, yeah. Um, I mean, what was it about that race that that you liked? Um, well, I think it was. So I like doing things in groups, you know, like I I always say. I remember Joe, who I race with. Um, in, in Wales said to me this year we were doing super second morning going why are we doing this exactly as we were trying to 
you know climb that massive elevation I said we do it for fun so so basically I I do these obstacles for fun I think rough runner is is a bit of fun you know there's shoots that you go down with you know water and stuff and you're doing it with mates and it's a bit it's a bit like being on a bouncy castle really so it was it was quite fun I couldn't get up the travelator at the end this is travelator you know that was quite tough but um yeah it's just the fun and and being with loads of friends and stuff and um yeah it was it was great when I finished that I just felt oh it's over already you know so uh uh, yeah, I think I kind of got hooked on that. And then moving on to Tough Mudder, because obviously that's yeah. I, I've I've done one Tough Mudder. Um, I'm kind of with you. I'm not really. I do the Infinity, but I wouldn't go back just to do a regular Tough Mudder. No. I mean, how how was your experience? With well, that? I think the first one I did was Babington. Um, down my my end of the country so kind of Gloucestershire and that was that was that was good there was a group of us that did it I think to me tough tough mother is very much a a team sport you know when you're scaling walls and stuff like that so it was quite fun but then I did one in the southeast and I think it was October and it was freezing and um we did um they made us do the loop twice and I just, I just get a bit bored, you know, I've already done these obstacles. Once you've done the mud mile once, there's no way you want to go and throw yourself in it another time, you know. I think, well, I, you know, it was, it was freezing. I just remember shivering and hyperthermia at the end and, and thinking, you know, especially that last obstacle where you, you're getting electrocuted, thinking, why am I doing this? This is just not fun. And, you know, Arctic enemas and things like that, just, yeah, just not fun. <laughs> so uh yeah i think i think that kind of made me decide to knock that on on the head really i just yeah mud and water i'm not not really not really me yeah well you've got one up on me because i point blankly refused when i did it because it was, it was a big group of us that did it and yeah when banker said i'm not doing anything with ice cold water and oh, I'm, not yeah. doing, I'm not doing any electric shocks <laughs> if it's not competitive i ain't doing that so i'll run along i'll do all the climbing stuff you know, but I, I'm not getting electrocuted for a headband. That's not happening. Well, I will admit that I did not get into the Arctic Enema. So like you, oh. I refused. But I had other yeah. people do it. But yeah, I did go through the electric shock. But I didn't get shocked, thankfully. So that that oh. was that was good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. One, one time, I think doing it another time would be pushing my luck. So, uh, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely not my choice, really. And to be fair, it's more fun to do at the end watching people get shocked. It is. Or, you know, that's why I do that. So where was your, what venue was your first, first Spartan? Because this was in, was it 2018 you said your first? Yeah, 2018. Um, what, what, I've got rubbish memory. So I think it was um, Southwest by the airfield. There's an airfield that we were doing, we were, that they were um, using or by the airfield. I forget the name of the place. Um yeah, in the southwest uh, that year. There was one that I remember doing. I think it's the one you're on about. Uh, did that have like mat obstacles already there? Was it already a military? 
place. No. So it was like, no? No, there was, um, there was like a valley. It's a valley of death, I think, where they made oh, us go death, up death and valley. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I venue? know the one. I can't, remember, I can't remember the name of the venue. I'm rubbish with names, so I apologise. But yeah, it was um, quite a tough course that one, especially in the heat. I think that one year, it was the year after, it was really hot, and um, yeah, Death Valley is atrocious, especially when they make you walk up and down. I think they try and write out a rue and stuff in the mountain yeah. <laughs> in the hillside, and it's just like, oh no. <laughs> And I bet you're carrying a sandbag or a bucket up a good half of that room as well, aren't you, know, in Spartan? They're not going to make it easy for sandbag, you. Sandbag, yeah. I think there was one yeah. with a sandbag, yeah. The bucket carry was horrendous on that one. We even went through a derelict building at one point with the, with the bucket. Longest bucket carry I've ever done. <laughs> Jesus. God. Yeah, Dan, you need to find that, that name because that, that's, that's not badminton, is it? Or are we doing no, it wasn't. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Because I don't actually think I ran that one because that was when I was with um, Sven and I'm pretty sure I was injured. So I, I was just volunteering and I was volunteering okay. in the valley down on um, rope climb and the balance beams. So I got to see a, a lot of people in a lot of pain in a lot of heat. <laughs> I got... Um... I got dehydration. I was sick. <laughs> I was sick all night afterwards because I kind of guzzled a Lucasade sport afterwards, which I then got told was not the best idea. I was green all night. It was, uh, yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. Oh. I still went back afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was it about Spartan that sort of ticked it? You know, because we, we, you've obviously done a, you know, a, a rough run of a yeah. mother. What, what was it about Spartan in particular that sort of, tick the boxes for you well first of all no water <laughs> so yeah. well back at the time back in the day there's no water now they they seem to be introducing uh, more and more you know the dunk walls this year we've had dunk walls at every event this year so um, although i must admit that is one of the things i won't do because um because of my transplant, I just look at the colour of the water and stuff and think, I'm not you know i'm not going to risk i'm not going to risk that one um so, um, sorry, I've forgotten your question now. What did you ask me? That's right. What, what was it about Spartan in particular? That oh, it, yes. That, that yeah. Um, well, I kind of started volunteering and got to, you know, got to know people. And it just felt it had a bit of a, like a family, you know, like a like a Spartan family vibe. I really enjoyed that. And um, I think, well, no water for a start. And um, it was just something that I found, I, w I was enjoying running, but didn't like continually running, you know, so actually doing those obstacles was, 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 you know, was good. It cuts up your running. Uh, and I found that, you know, I could do some obstacles and then the other obstacles I couldn't, I could challenge myself to try and, you know, get through them afterwards. But I, um, I like, uh, the, the weights you know the atlas carries the plate drags the hurt hoist and stuff so 
um, you know, it had a it had a bit of a mix of obstacles, and there's there's something in there that you know would suit would suit everyone. You know, my mm. my my buddy, you know, that I run with, my best friend, she's really good at going over walls. Me, not so much. I need a leg up. Um, I like the carries. Um, I've nailed monkey bars. It's taken me a little while, but this year, completely nailed monkey bars. I really enjoy bender. So I think there's there's just you know, different obstacles in there that really kind of challenge you and, and really give you a buzz when, when you manage to, you know, to get over them. I, you know, I'm not in a red band, so I, you know, I take my time to do them, you know, and uh, and try and practice as much as possible because that's something I don't, you know, I don't have monkey bars near me or, you know, I don't have walls and don't have bender and stuff. So, so it's, you know, I really enjoy not having the stress you know and the pressure um and being able to take my time on these obstacles i i just i just you know i just really enjoy i just really enjoy spartan and just the atmosphere and and what what it has to offer really yeah i mean i think the the, the atmosphere at spartan weekends is is wicked you know yeah. i can just quietly hang out there pretty much all day you know just chatting to various different people and you know Obviously, you mentioned that was us with our red headbands, but I, I enjoyed it on the Sunday where we got to go and do the, the sprint where it was just open. And, yeah. you know, there was no like, I'm not racing, I'm just going to plod around. I'm not doing any burpees if I fail anything. I'm just going to chill out and enjoy the obstacles, you know. And in the buzz you mentioned about completing an obstacle, I got it on Zeeble of all things, like, because I failed that three times on, on, on the bounce. And, you know, it's one of the things like, I'm getting annoyed with this now and did it twice over the weekend so i was like yes happy days i've got i've now the technique now for that so yeah i know what you mean about the buzz from completing obstacles that become your nemesis yeah i mean you can get a buzz but equally i mean beasts mentally i had a mental downer after after beast at piffingford because and i appreciate why the the obstacles are made tougher you know i you know i appreciate that you've got you know the top athletes from around europe coming and you want a good competitive field out there but when you when when you've when you've nailed things like monkey bars and then suddenly they change and they go up and down you're like oh no i can't do this i just wish they'd done maybe a little lane that was you know for the for the for the black band people that couldn't you know do the up downs so um yeah i yeah i quite like that they've they've changed up the obstacles so it's something to vie for but i i wish they maybe had two lanes you know one a tougher a tougher lane which maybe they have to force the reds the elites to go down and then maybe a little simpler lane for the the black bands but um i was happy when they went back to normal on on sunday and <laughs> managed to nail nail those monkey bars again because um i did come out of beast feeling oh i haven't managed to do many many of the obstacles this time around but don't worry i did my fair share of panic loops on that beast um you know there were, uh, I mean, those monkey bars, it, it's, it's a simple thing. And I think if they're dry, it would have been fine. But because obviously they were soaking wet when, when we got to them, they were really yeah. tricky. And obviously it was just like sardines in the can, you know, with, with us going across them. We were so yeah. on them. Yeah. The momentum was hard. But yeah, I think I, I know there are, 
I want to say toughest in Scandinavia. I think they have different lanes on their rigs um, and the sort of elite or age group athletes can choose to use like say if it was monkey bars and they were all one level yeah. and then there were some alternating levels yeah. you can choose to use the the level ones if you do that in a competitive race you basically when you come off it you've got to do a longer route to get back onto the track so all right, okay. in, yeah you know so and yeah i think you know i think for open yeah some of the obstacles would have been you know probably a bit too much for for some of the open yeah. But again, I can see that point. It was a European Championship. They wanted to mix it up, show it off. Absolutely. Some different yeah, absolutely. Involved. I hope they've learned from that, actually, um, particularly with it, just yeah. the, the layout and the design of the course. Um, I really liked it. It was different to ones I've done. It was a great, it was a great, I really, I, the course was great and it just seemed really well organised. I know there's been some ups and downs, you know, with, with Spartan this season. Um I think my my biggest my biggest letdown was you know they got us to fill out application forms before the weekend so we could order you know what how many trifectas you're going to get so I, I made sure I applied for my top four times trifecta but because I was on quite a late wave on sprint by the time I'd finished they'd given out all the four times trifecta so that was a bit of a an anticlimax and a letdown but I think the course the atmosphere. You know, we I arrived on Saturday um, in time to see you know the elites go the elite wave go out. You know, national anthem playing, and I mean there was a lot of people. I've never seen that many people with red bands in the in the starting enclosure. But it was great to see that. And then it was on the screens in the uh, you know there was commentary in mm. in the festival with the big screens. Um, and then when I went back up to the car, because I'd registered, went up back up to the car, oh, I bought some merch. I wanted to get some European Championship merch before it got sold out. So that's why we arrived early. But when I went back up to the car, then managed to you know follow the, the, the race live on Facebook, I think I was following. So it was great to, you know, A, see the course that you're about to go and go over, but also... Uh, also you know also follow it because um because that was that was great i i did this year i started the season in in paris i went to stade de france and did the stadium because i really loved um twickenham uh back in was it 2019 they did twickenham and uh really enjoyed it so uh decided to do the paris one this year and they had live following you know the elites uh, live on on Facebook, um, and I just thought that was great. So uh, that that was a great thing at Pippingford to to see that. Yeah, I mean we 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 watched it when we got back to where we were staying because they uploaded onto YouTube. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's something I'd I'd love to see. I mean, pretty when I'm racing, I wouldn't obviously I wouldn't see it because obviously we go off just yeah, after absolutely. the elite, but just yeah. be able to look back or. You know, if they did it, did it live, you know, you can say to my wife or my son, you know, that you might see me, you might not, but this is what I'm going to be doing today or yeah. looking at, you know, watching it back, you know, reliving the suffering. Um, is always, is always quite good. <laughs> I take my hat off to those people like following the, the front runners with those cameras because yeah, that must yeah. be tough. <laughs> I think you mentioned it on your last podcast. But, uh, I always think, wow, to keep up with them, that's uh, that's something. I just think it's, it's a it's keeping up with them, but B it's they're looking at the camera as well as where they're running. Yeah, 
and you know from someone who's as it's done it stacked it a fair few times you know i ain't doing that no chance so i want to look where my feet are going um so that that terrain at piffingford was oh my goodness that i think that's what made it tough was just going through that heather you know just the ground the uneven ground was just i think about 10k in my ankle was just <laughs> done in so uh, even the ibuprofen i'd taken before i started because as i said to you i've got quite a few aches and pains towards the end of the season that didn't do anything you know just constantly you know ankles moving about and stuff so uh, yeah that was tough terrain how did you how did you find the swim I didn't do I did I didn't do the swim so as I said I've got <laughs> a black band the swim I didn't do because Joe who I um who I go with and we're, we're literally a pair she doesn't she doesn't swim I made her do the river crossing in Piffingford the year before I made her I went in and I'm nearly I'm five foot nine I went up to my neck and then I swam across got up the other side and um yeah, she didn't. She, she didn't feel very, very well. I turned around to yank her out out the the river, and then um, I headed towards the you know the sun to try and warm up because I was, was freezing. And as I was heading up the hill, uh, I could just hear behind me <gasps> like someone. I turned around. She was blue. Like literally, she was blue, and she couldn't breathe. So this year, when I saw how how wide that the water was, I just said to her, "Look, let's just go around it and um, you know and save ourselves." I mean, by that time, we've been out for you know we're we're out for nearly five hours on course. So there's things that you you know I have to pick and, and choose because because otherwise we won't make it to the end. So yeah. uh, you know we're. Uh, you know probably not the spartan ethic but uh, but you know we're, we're out there to have fun at the end of the day if we were if we were competing we'd be you know in the age group which i know i could never i could never do i mean uh, wendy williams i just am in complete awe of her <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she, i am i am as well so uh, yeah she keeps saying oh come and do age group i know my capabilities and i am not capable of doing that so uh, but yeah the swim was uh, there's a lots of screams as people were dropping into it <laughs> so and it was quite it was quite wide um yeah it was uh, it was impressive yeah, any swim section I've ever come to, I was telling myself it's never going to be as cold as the spring wolf run I did a few years ago. Like when uh, I that, there were people being wrapped in foil blankets. It was in, a, it, it was in April, so oh really? All, yeah. yeah, all winter um, cooled down. <laughs> yeah, I mean I was still shivering in the bar there a half hour after I'd finished, and I was like, it's never going to be that cold. It's never going to be that cold. So. Well, Sparta yeah. had to, to, like, put up on Instagram the night before that it was seven degrees, the water was seven degrees. Was it really that cold? Um, I personally didn't find that cold. I think, then, think it was warmer than seven degrees. Yeah, because yeah, I would have yeah. thought it had all summer to warm up, but that was yeah. one of the things that made me decide that wasn't for Joe. So, so yeah, so maybe I should have done it and, uh, and Joe could have walked around, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> The thing is, though, I because you could see the the swim coming from, you know, a good sort of 100, 250 meters away. So I deliberately yeah. picked up the pace. So I was, uh, I, that's I, a good I was idea. hot going yeah. into it, and I was wearing um like an Under Armour base layer underneath my t-shirt. Right. So I was like, there's there's going to be heat trapped in that. So I was like, just get in, get out as quick as I can. 
Um, but no, I've been in cold water, put it that way. But, you know, so as a person who ducked out of Arctic Enema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really do. I don't. I have a little phobia about being wet and fully dressed. Now, I'm a scuba diver. I'm a qualified scuba diver. And I have been scuba diving in April in British seas off the west coast of Wales when it's been nine degrees and you can hardly see in front of your nose. So, you know, I have been in cold waters, but I'm 47 this Saturday. And, uh, and, you know... as I say, I do this for fun. and I, I feel that I can pick and choose <laughs> what I want yeah. to do. And going in water fully clothed when you've still got quite a few Ks to go is not my idea of fun. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a cheap, you know, I do pay quite a, a fair bit of money to do these Spartan events. And, um, you know, I, I know I'm not competing and I am cheating myself a bit, I suppose you could say. But, um, you know... I might not be back if I'm forced to do all these things. So, uh, yeah, I like to pick and choose what 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 I do. No, I don't think you you should choose yourself at all. Um, you know, I've been to a couple of months ago. I was in a race where I'd gone into it ill, um, and there were sort of you know jumps into quarries and swim sections, and I was just like, I ain't doing it. I'm I'm not well enough to get soaking wet in yeah. in Wales and start doing that. So. Yeah, deliberately just didn't do them um so i don't think you're cheating yourself you know it's your race you know you get out of it what what you want and you know i think going from, from a bone marrow transplant to completing multiple trifectas um that's off to you you know that's that's, that's my honest opinion um, uh, it is uh yeah when uh and I'm a bit of in disbelief and and you know it's as if it happened to someone else but i do remember you know that if 14, 15 years ago that at times I was living, before my transplant, I was living from blood transfusion to blood transfusion. And when I was needing more blood, couldn't even climb the stairs. You know, I was having to go up the stairs on all four. I had a six-month-old baby that I was trying to, like, take up one step at a time, you know, to get upstairs to change his nappy or or even going around the shops in town. I was having to get into a mobility scooter because I just literally could not walk, you know, around down the high street. So, uh, you know, when you when you're 30 and that happens to you, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, you know, <laughs> a reality. And I suppose, you know, you asked me earlier on why I'm doing Spartan because I can, you know, and yeah. Yeah. 14 years ago, I couldn't, you know, so uh, but I also know that I can't do it to the extent that, that the elites do. And that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm midlife, you know, and I, you know, Wendy apart, who is absolutely amazing. I just know that that's, you know, I can't, I can't reach those heights, but at least I'm out there. I'm not on the sofa, you know, I'm not sat down. I'm not, you know, I know a lot of people who are in complete disbelief at what Joe and I do. Um, and uh, and I you know I understand it, but it's not. People feel like Spartan is something that is just unattainable. But you don't have to do you know you don't have to do everything. You don't have to be scared of doing it. And it's about being out there. And you know as I'm approaching fast approaching my fifties, I realise that continuing to move and to exercise is just you know, is important and it's something that you can't, you shan't, you shouldn't take for granted because it can be taken away from you so, you know, so quickly. 
and um, I think that's what keeps me going and Spartan allows me to you know I'm not a natural athlete I'm not a person who naturally goes towards exercise but what Spartan is, is doing for me is giving me focus it's giving me focus and it's keeping me you know along with with my uh, my personal trainee trainer Haley Herdor it's keeping me focused on the training plan you know I have a goal I want to do something and actually achieving managed to do you know not even just a beast but three races in one weekend takes a lot out of it and you do need to to get your body ready to, to do that you know so um you know Spartan, Spartan allows me to you know focus my training but it's 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 a privilege to be able to do it because you know I'm still moving I can I can do it you know um and I suppose I've you know in some ways what ha- you know, what happened to my health is is a positive because it's making me appreciate you know I might not be doing what I'm doing you know I might be sat on the sofa or you know not doing much exercise um and and it would be to a detriment so actually I'm keeping myself moving and um I'm very grateful for that. No, and you know, I think that's. I think I agree with everything you've just said there. Um, hundred percent. You know, and what I think with any sort of obstacle course racing is it can be it can be wherever you want it to be. You know, it can be a personal challenge, challenging yourself. You can do what we do, race against other people. You can sign up for stupid things like I do, just to try and <laughs> you know, just to try and kill myself most of the time but you know it's you know you can you can make it can be as whatever challenge you want it to be you know and I think just going out just going out there is I've got my hats off to everyone who goes out there to do it you know no matter what kind of headband they've got you know you're all doing more than whatever percentage of the population um because I think if the majority of the population did what we did we'd be a a lot healthier country absolutely yeah yeah you know so, um, I mean, what, what what do your family think about you, you doing this, <laughs> or, or can you or, or can you not say it? <laughs> well, my I've got a fifteen year old son who, um, if he steps outside the front door, just melts. <laughs> He's allergic to daylight. I think uh, he rather be sat in front of his computer playing computer games, and he thinks I'm absolutely mad and. Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't quite he doesn't quite understand <laughs> why I do it, but um, but he sees that you know I enjoy doing it. My husband is also a more, more of a computer gamer than uh, so my son really takes after my husband, so he's not into exercise at all. Um, and uh, but he sees that it makes me happy. You know, it's endorphins. It, you know, it's it's good for my mental health. You know, when I think if I hadn't had exercise when lockdown happened because I was you know sent the letter from the government saying you are at risk you must shield you must stay indoors thankfully I live in um, a small town in the Cotswolds where if you go out running at five o'clock in the morning 5 30 you know you, you don't see a soul so yeah. so uh, you know I had that to to keep me going and I, if I hadn't had that then I don't know how I would have survived lockdown really you know especially when you're told not to 
when you're scared, you, you know, you're, you're made to feel scared about meeting other people. I mean, even now I have a bit of, you know, PTSD when I go into the super, you know, I still wear masks when I go into the supermarket and stuff, even though I've just had my fifth uh, vaccine. But um, I don't know, it's just been just a very strange time. But I just think I probably wouldn't have fared so well mentally had I not had, uh, you know, an exercise focus and, you know, personal trainer, Haley, who um, realized that, you know, a lot of us needed it and decided to, to do, you know, Zoom sessions. So, you know, even with, you know, cans of beans, you know, in your living room that you could, you could do some stuff. I've now got a full suite of kettlebells and dumbbells yeah. and exercise but I've even got a treadmill so you know like as soon as things became available you know I was buying it but at the beginning where you you couldn't get a you couldn't get a dumbbell even a one kilo dumbbell for love or money yeah. it was uh, yeah gallons totally. four pints of milk and stuff they're worth their weight in gold then weren't they oh but they and, were and some and some yeah <laughs> I I think I've paid quite a bit of money for certain you know some of my weights which now you just think oh my goodness half the price I paid but I suppose you can't put price on being able to get hold of those things to use them during uh, during that time really yeah and you know I mean I did the same with lockdown you know I've treated it as you know I'm running every day well not every day but I'm exercising every day twice a day most most days yeah. just so I'm like you um I need to do it for for my head you know, it's my headspace. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've got two young children. Um, you know, I work on the road, so I get up at stupid o'clock in the morning, and you know, I'll be running in the dark now for the next few months, and apart from weekends. So, this is what I think is what I need to do just to keep sane, really. Yeah. So, yeah, and particularly through COVID, you know, you need to. It was definitely needed. And I don't blame you for sneaking out at five five thirty in the morning to it. <laughs> you know, I did the same when my wife had COVID. Um, I was like, well, I'm still going out running. I don't care. I'll just go out ridiculously early. And if I see someone, I'll be crossing the road um, yeah. to avoid it. But I'm not staying in. Yeah. can't do it. Yeah. It's just too stressful. I mean, I work in finance and we literally went into panic mode with, you know, the powers that be in the in company wanting you to re-forecast what's the impact of covid every like every other day we seem to be doing forecasts and <laughs> meetings at eight o'clock at night yeah how long's a piece of string yeah. uh, eight o'clock at night and then my son is on the autistic spectrum and that was really tough you know i was literally teacher or teacher assistant and working full-time you know and long days and it was yeah and he was he did not cope very well because they like routine, you know autistic kids like routine and mm. stuff and he yeah he didn't take to it very well we were having lots of meltdowns and things like that but we lived through it so uh, I, I'm here to tell the tale but yeah had I not had exercise going in going into it then you know I probably didn't, wouldn't have fared so well yeah. so yeah yeah, I mean, I dodged the bullet with the, the homeschooling. Um, my, my, my eldest only started school in um, September, so I, yeah, I dodged the bullet. I, you know, so you know, you do Spartan trifectas after a bone marrow transplant, and you've done homeschooling. I think my levels are respected here. You know, you know, I think we're talking sort of, you know, we're getting to Wendy Williams. Sort of level. <laughs> oh no, I don't think I can ever reach that level. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, no, you definitely did because you know, it, and then actually, it was before all these, you know, um, 
web you know webinar classes and stuff where the kids would just set work for the day and they were supposed to get on with it and it's like well that's all very well but you know a 13 year any 10 13 you know just as lockdown hit and honest honest to god um the kevin the kevin <laughs> that literally happened he was my sweet 12 year old and then, he, and then the next day overnight he literally turned into this like teenager that would just like grunt at me and refuse to do anything so you know i'm like trying to get him to do work at the best of times is difficult but oh my goodness with the with the hormones and he smelled really bad <laughs> it's just, and we were sharing a room it was just disgusting like, like really bad and getting him to have a shower was just impossible so yeah so going out running was great because it just literally got me out of the uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's brilliant that's brilliant yeah I mean, well done for getting to 13 for the grunting starts as my five-year-old he does his fair bit of grunting at the moment, so, you know, i'm sure he's i'm sure he's hit his teenage years before he's had his, his grown-up teeth you just wait that's what i thought when mine was seven oh god he's a teenager already no it gets worse (laughs) i'm told they come back i'm told they come back it might take four years he's starting he has these good days and bad days i'm starting to see you know the child i used to have but yeah I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing me signing up to a lot of ultras in the next few years. So it's a long time around. Lots of time out of the house. I, I, oh. I, can, I can see that coming in. I did Perth in when was Perth? Twenty nine. It must have been twenty nineteen. Went up and did Perth Beast, and I, I don't know if you did it, but the beginning where you went over, you went over the river. And then you just literally just started steep climbing, climb, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, with lots. Of yeah, there were stairs and stuff. And yeah, you went over like someone... a, a bridge as well, didn't we? Yes, over a bridge, across a road, and then like in an alleyway between houses yeah. with stairs, and it just literally <laughs> went into the woods, and it just kept climbing. And I think someone came down in a purple t-shirt i didn't really know about ultras then so someone came down the purple running in the opposite direction in a purple t- t-shirt said oh you've got another mile of climbing <laughs> so that was a great start and then i just went oh i really love that purple t-shirt i need a purple t-shirt how do i get a purple t-shirt and then i later found that you had to run 50k and i was like mm, no <laughs> it's fine <laughs> when i registered at piffingford the uh at the desk by the computer there was a pile of purple t-shirts I thought, maybe i can steal one oh no i can't <laughs> but, and not taken so uh yeah no hats off to you for doing ultras because oh my goodness that is something i couldn't do oh i've never done a spartan ultra have uh, you not no I've, I've only ever done one ultra and it was just purely running um i'm signed up to do the spartan ultra at Pippingford next year and i'm <sighs> I'm legitimately scared after you know after the conversations with, with Jay and seeing some of the other guys. That was last it. weekend, yeah. Uh, last your last weekend podcast. I just do not know. I think my heart would just drop. I, I we when I we were in um, I was in uh, Scotland last year, and uh, I remember we were in the starting ring with you know Spartan Phil doing his thing, and also he saw make way for the ultras. And I think that would literally my my heart would just drop if I had to like go back through the <laughs> through the start line and start all over again. It's like, oh no, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I really don't think I could do that. Twenty one k's, twenty one k's, like enough. My PT asked me what what distance do you like in Spartan because we're gonna 
you know, scale it down next year. And I think a Spartan distance I would quite like is probably around 15K. Um, I think 10K is a little bit too short. And 21K, I think I hit about 17K and I just get oh, done with this now. <laughs> I want it to finish in Wales this year at the Beast. We were heading back towards festival and it was around 17K and all of a sudden they made us do <laughs> like a, a 180 and I was like going, oh my goodness, why are we going now? Why are they sending us in the opposite direction? It's like 17.8K, surely we should be heading home. <laughs> so uh, I kind of hit that and go, oh no, I've had enough now. So uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't know how people do ultras. I don't think my feet would take it. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll let you know if I can do it or not. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I signed up, obviously unknown. So see, you'll do it. It's, it's all mental strength, the ultra stuff. Yeah, it really is. And I, I think you would well. you would definitely be able to do it, Susan. You know, you've got that about you where you wouldn't give up. You no, you're yeah. so determined that if you signed yeah. up, you would you would finish it. That's half my problem, really. <laughs> 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 Because I could so easily have given up at these, you know, ankles done in. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I. It's it's all about crossing that finish line. It's um, yeah, it's quite a it's it's quite a feeling really, and I never know whether to burst into tears or. <laughs> I think after the sprint on Sunday, uh, Joe and I, you know, jumped the the fire jump across the finish line and there was a volunteer there ready to give me a medal and I think I just burst into tears and she just looked at me I said I'm not bursting into tears for the sprint I've just done the whole trifecta weekend I'm knackered you know so yeah. Uh, yeah I don't but yeah yeah I don't think many people realize just how much all three races take out of you in one weekend yeah I mean I've, I've only done it twice so you know hats off to you for doing it all four this year uh, but yeah it's you know one race is enough for most people let alone to then go back the next day and do 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 it twice so you know it it must take the body a good week and a half two weeks to fully recover from yeah. that especially the beast i think what's been quite crucial because we've never done trifecta weekends before we've always ever done either a super and a sprint or a, a beast and a super or a beast and a, a, a sprint. Um, never three. I never thought I, well, actually going back to what you just said about, I could do an ultra. I'm not saying I could do an ultra, but <laughs> I always used to say I, I, I can't do a trifecta weekend. But I think what's been quite crucial this year is A, the training, but I also um, started working with a nutritionist and she really, and I think, you know, really understanding you know i used to take i take a i take a hydration pack out and i take a whole picnic with me when i go out on the beast i was taking like peanut butter sandwiches and stuff i can't do gels literally i have a gel and it literally goes straight through me stomach cramps yeah. and all sorts so um but she's really got me to understand that you're not just taking so you've got the whole carb loading before but also when you're on the beast, it's it's the it's what you're eating or what you're consuming during the beast. And especially when you're vying to do the super and the sprint. So sometimes we're forcing ourselves to, you know, we're taking um, 
energy drinks with us and they work better for me than the gels and then um, a lot of high five stuff so like they've got gummy sweets and a jam sandwich because that's like the sugar and it hits you straight away and often you're going around the beast going well I don't really need this but actually you're you're eating to get you around the super and the sprint the next day and then once you finish the super it's about loading up and eating small and often to then keep you loaded so that you can get you know you can get up the next day and and hit the super and then the sprint afterwards so I think for me this year really working with a nutritionist has been absolutely key in order to hit those because what I was doing before um, you know probably wouldn't have got through really or at least probably would have got through from sheer stubbornness but probably wouldn't have would would have come out with maybe more injuries and you know more dragging <laughs> dragging myself across the course towards the end of the weekend so um, yeah that's been quite crucial what sort of you've mentioned your personal training a few times what sort of training do you know do you do you do for the Spartans yeah so I'll do um so I will do running I also like cycling so I do I do cycling um and it's easy on the knees so lockdown saw me running a lot and I've kind of damaged my my kneecap so um cycling was a lot better for me I've slowly got back into running this year um, and also weights so you know getting those weights and also time on legs so Sunday is always a hike so we uh, Joe and I ended up um, starting the Cotswolds way it's 164 kilometers going from North Cotswolds right down to Bath and we just hit we just hit the trails we hit the trails either running run walking walking depending on what the weather like is and how how you know how we felt so really time on legs carrying sandbags up hills finding a hill carrying you know 20 kilo 20 kilo sandbags up and down hills to prepare us um and then also boot camp i do a boot camp uh, in my town of fairford uh, with uh, a guy called kirk holland um, and so that's a bit of a mixture of running, you know, weights, that kind of stuff. So I'm probably training probably five to six, six times a week. Um, and then also yoga or Pilates. So mobility and stretching is, you know, has been quite important as well to keep me moving. So, um, so yeah, just a mix of cardio, weights. I love the weights um, uh, and, and yoga uh, to to keep me to keep me moving really do you find the yoga helps you the, the reason yeah. i'm asking is i am yeah. awful for stretching as in i don't do any yeah, uh, yeah. My, my mobility is probably it's disgraceful my mobility so yoga definitely uh i i would say it's really helped me it can be quite painful and i'm not very good at the postures because i'm a i'm a, a beginner but um yeah i've um i've really found some benefit in in that because you know i've had calf pains and ankles roll you know rolling your ankles quite considerably on on spartan tracks and it just it just helps with just strengthening and um and being a bit more flexible really Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely. Say, I might have to force myself to start doing that. I think because 
yeah, it's a moment of zen as well but if you've got two little ones it might be not so so <laughs> much but... there is no zen in my house zen, <laughs> zen left my house a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> although I'm in, I'm in the hotel at the moment so i've got really no excuse to do it in a minute so I mean, what's your to move back to the actual races what is your yeah. what's your favorite spartan obstacle i like the bender i i i, I like bender i struggled with it immensely at the beginning and um i don't know it's a bit of like pulling yourself up um but then you've got kind of that incline to get over the top i find it quite hard to get over over the top I was uh, doing bender at super at Pippingford and I got over the top and there was a, a girl on the ramp next to me uh, who was um, who was with someone but they'd got through it and she just got stuck at the top and she was about to give up and and I just went no no you you're doing it so I stood at the top and just you know held held her arm and said right just relax take your breath because she was just going to give up and i helped her you know i explained to her how how to do it and uh, and she and she got over it i just love that kind of helping people and i think um you know benders are great is a great is a great one really because it's 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 tough but it's it's tough but it's doable so mm. uh, i quite enjoy that and i also i also enjoy the um the heavy lifting I like doing weights and uh, at Priffingford on the beast when I got to the plate drag there was a volunteer there going women keep going the women are down the bottom <laughs> I just thought why 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 should that be women no I'm gonna do the men's so I, I, I dragged the men's uh, the men's uh, uh, plate and then um, but it was downhill it was slightly downhill so it was a bit of an advantage with gravity so when I when I did the drag uh, and then you have to take it back to the beginning, don't you, for the next person. Yeah. So I went to take it back. I went, oh, this is quite heavy. <laughs> this is going uphill. <laughs> so then the guy went, oh, you've regretted it now. You're regretting it now. I said, no, no, I'm not. It's fine. So I managed to drag it back uphill, but that was tough. I didn't do that. I stayed on the women's for the the lighter weights, should I say, not women's necessarily, for um, on, the, on the super and the sprint because I was just done in. But... He, the volunteer was like whoa you're only the second woman today to have tried the men's weight so uh, nice. I you know I like I like doing it. I did give the hurt hoist a bit of a pull on, on the black bag and went mm, no. <laughs> no I'm so close to the end I'm not but yeah I think next year I think next year I'd quite like to maybe try some men's weights to see if I, I I can do them. Although the Atlas ball is, is I think it's 50K for men. At least that's what I was told it was when I was volunteering on that obstacle back up in um, Scotland last year. So, uh, so yeah, I'd quite, I'd quite like to go heavier. I can't do the rings. One thing I want to do is go to one of these like obstacle play park places so that I can go and practice because some of these obstacles you only come across, um, you know, when you actually get to Spartan. Mm. So the rings are like the uh, gladiators of the, the 1990s that hang tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I, re <laughs> I remember I was stood on the step a couple of years ago, hanging on to the first, holding on to the first ring and uh, turned around to Joe and said, they make it look so easy and gladiator kind of, it's just like, you know, you just like swing and do that. I just, 
I literally can't do it. And there was these two 20 nothing boys who came up German, I think they were. And then one of the guy goes, this is really easy. My friend will show you how. And he literally pushed me off the step. And I just went, look. And then literally went across it. I went, yes, I know it looks easy. But I still can't do it. And you, you just doing that will not teach me how to do yeah. it. So it's like, yeah. But um, yeah. So. I'm trying to think. I can't think of any sort of random Cotswolds. I can't think. Are you a member of British Obstacle Sports? No, I'm not. What benefits does that give you? Because someone's mentioned that before. What does that What does that do? Um, um, well, I mean, you might discounts you get like for like for like dry road kit bricks, all that sort of stuff. Is, right, is really good. I mean, if you, so I think I've used it for discounts probably two three times in the 18 months i've had it and i've probably paid that's probably paid for two years worth of membership for me right um also from if you want to run competitive at spartan or do europe's toughest mother you have to be a member right do it now it doesn't of, apply to me but yeah <laughs> yeah um but also it's 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 helping because i really want obstacle course racing to be recognized as an official sport yeah um, yeah in my opinion, it is, you know, yeah. all, th- all three of us here, we, we, we all train for it. So yeah. it's, it is yeah. a legit sport. Um, and I'd like it to get backing from the government, from the tax money that I pay, um, yeah. to make it better for for my kids to potentially enjoy or for other people's children to enjoy. Yeah. So that's kind of why I s- sign up. Um, it's only, I think it's like a pound a month. Like two, It's 12 quid for a year, basically. It's, it's nothing you know, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. But they have lists of all the accredited training facilities uh, around the country. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's one near me called the Obstacle Gym, which is. Um, sort is that of in the Midlands? Where, is that in the Midlands? Yeah, West Midlands one? I yeah. think that's the one we're thinking of. We're not too far from Birmingham, probably about an hour and a half's drive. So, you know, like oh, when yeah. I say Birmingham. So, yeah. So we're thinking of maybe doing that next year. Yeah, do it. I mean, I, I go there probably at least once a month um the the two guys who own it we actually want to try and get them on the podcast but they're really you know they're really knowledgeable really friendly um the course itself is only about 750 to 800 meters long right but so you can do a lap of it or everyone you yeah. actually want to do or just go and just practice on the rings you know yeah practice the hercoise practice the walls you know there's various different things you can do yeah. there um so yeah i recommend sort of definitely going to them yeah because it's it's technique as well that I you know like we were going back to the the monkey bars that were at Pippingford you know I tend to face forwards and try and get some speed and some momentum but I saw when I was replaying the videos from like the elites the age group that most of them were taking them sideways so I was thinking well that's not even something I would have considered so you know it's it's technique really to know how 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 to do things how to get over obstacles which you know you when you um, when you only come across them at Spartan, you're kind of you know for technique wise, you're really dependent on if that volunteer at that obstacle has you know has has a technique that they can you know, they can suggest. But you know often you've got a queue of people behind you, so it's not like you can just have another go just to kind of practice. So yeah, definitely that's something that we want to do, you know, before the next season. Yeah. What, what are your sort of plans for, for, for next season? 
Well, usually by now we've kind of booked at least a couple of races, but usually we've got um, volunteer codes that allow us to have, you know, free races. But because we wanted to get the number of trifectas we wanted this year, we haven't been able to volunteer at all. So I think my plan is to, I'd like to go back and do some volunteering. I didn't quite understand or wasn't particularly enamored with the with the perks that you got from Spartan this year, especially with the restrictions on what, you know, what races, you know, what volunteer shifts would give you what races, but um, haven't booked anything as yet. I think Pippinford kind of, usually I have a euphoria at the end of season, but I think that euphoria was not really there this time around. So I haven't, maybe Black Friday, sometimes they have, you know, they have mm. their Black Friday offers. So maybe I, I will see. I mean, it's different. It's a decent outlay, uh, I would say for Spartan you know volunteering makes it worthwhile but i think with the the cost of living rises i you know i can see some people kind of cutting out these these kind of you know events and things for uh you know for wanting to pay their energy bills really but um yeah we'll see definitely doing some but definitely not being as mad as you know as we have been this year so um but yeah interesting what you said about wanting OCR to be recognized because one thing that I did notice at Piffing for the Beast you know when you look at your standings and where you finished I just think the amount of females that do it is so poor you know thousands yeah. odd competitors at Beast and there were only 200 women I mean obviously it's more for the for the uh for the other uh, the smaller distances but you know, you feel, I feel like I'm flying the flag a bit and um, it's just, it's just, um, I don't know why, you know, I don't know why or what we can do to attract more people, but it would be nice to have more, more females out there on course, really. It's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what the answer is, but. No, I mean, I don't. And, you know, I know, again, going back to British Obstacle Sports, they have got, initiatives in place for sort of mentors for female runners so sort of the you know the elites women uh, will actually yeah. mentor some of the age group women with view of helping yeah. them step up or open into age group to try and yeah. help them that way I mean how you get women actually into the sport um I don't know I mean I've it's took me years to convince my wife to do a race with us next year and she's never done it'll probably be the one she'll do it once and she won't do it she just, just doesn't interest her yeah um so yeah i don't know the answer to it whereas yeah. guys it's kind of like big kids yeah great get to go run around climb on climb on shit playing mud <laughs> like happy days like <laughs> um, i mean what i mean i i think jesse spoke to spartan back in scotland last year jesse montague and hmm. um of team grit and suggested that maybe they they make their steps a bit higher on 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 some of the obstacles and that i think that helps because generally i mean i'm quite tall but even being my length my my height is in my legs not my arms so even some of the you know like monkey bars a bit hard to reach and get a good grip you know like if yeah. you're at a nice height you can get a good grip especially those bars are quite wide aren't they so i think that's helps hooking over yeah. it like that that's what yeah, you need oh, to like that. Really, oh, because really, I go really like that. Quick. Yeah, yeah. No, get it into the palm and you have your hands around the back of it so you're really making that sort of hook. 
I'll have to tell Joe okay. that because that one of the reasons why she can't get over monkey bars is her hands, her grip just slips, so yeah. uh, she just can't do it. So that's interesting. But um, yeah, so that's been a benefit this year, just having some extra, some extra steps and the and the step at the monkey bars uh, at Pippingford was really one of them was really high, wasn't it on the uh, on the right hand side? So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I feel like I'm flying the flag for women. So I'm definitely going to do some races next year. I just don't know. Maybe less beasts. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. But sprint is, sprint is too short and anyone who's everyone does sprint. And I think because I've done trifecta weekends this year, I have a sense of humor loss by the time sprint comes along because it's a lot of people who've, you know, they're all in groups and they're all really happy and hyper and stuff. <laughs> Sometimes when you just want to get the race done because you've just done yeah. two, you just uh, you don't want to be queuing to go for the barbed wire crawl and stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, sprint's not my favourite distance. It's too short, but um, definitely some supers next year. No ultras, but good luck for the ultra <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll need it. I mean, do, do you like the fact that they've done, because they've done it like trifecta weekends every weekend and they're doing the same next year? Do you like that or do you prefer the format where it was one distance one day and then just a singular distance the next day? I mean, I get why they're doing it. Yeah. But personally, I'm not a fan of it. I think it should just be one trifecta weekend a year. And that's the next, last race weekend. Yeah, next year's next calendar is really bizarre. And the only reason I've done trifecta weekends because we'd set this stupid thing of doing we want three trifectas. I don't particularly, they kill you, you know, when you've got a full-time job and you're back in work on the Monday, um, you know, because I can't always take the time off to recuperate afterwards. I, I don't really like it. I don't know how the you know the the southwest one's going to work next year with you know sharing the weekend with tough mother that just seems a little i understand but it's a bit bizarre and um yeah i don't know but i think um i think i won't be doing any trifecta weekends you know um next year it's it's tough it's tough it's a lot you know it's a lot of investment training wise it's a lot of investment you know in terms of tiredness and you know preparing for it and recovery you know afterwards so um yeah it's um and also yeah I, I i yeah it's a bit it's a bit strange i'm really upset they're not going to wales that was a lovely that was a it's a tough course huge elevation but once you were up there the views were amazing and it was you know when when we did it this year lovely sunny it was it was great i'm a bit upset they're not doing wales um next year and I've not done, um, I've not done, and then obviously they've left Midlands. I thought Midlands was their home, uh, you know, their home kind of course. So uh, it'd be interesting. Though I, I understand it's the Tough Mudder tracks that they're going to at the uh, at the castle. I forget the name of the castle now. But... Uh, Bellevue Castle, yeah, that's yeah. where I did the Tough Mudder this year. Um... What's that like? Um, I mean, it's, it's all right, it doesn't, I mean, I think I can go go to Wales this year. I'd rather go to Wales and play in the mountains. Personally. Yeah. That would suit my sort of strengths there, with the, you know, from a competitive point of view. Um, yeah, I mean, I've done two. 
at Marston now. So the fact that they're moving locations, I'm like, yeah, I'm quite happy with that. I think it'll be a very fast course. You're not going to get massive yeah. amounts of elevation there from what I saw at Tough Mother. Right. Um, you know, I didn't do Henley, so that'll be a new venue for me. Obviously, the you know the only venue I'll ever next year I've done before will be Pippingford. Right. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to you know three new race venues. Um, yeah. anyway, so I'm quite looking forward to that. Henley was heaving this year, but I think because it's so close to Heathrow Airport, and lots of people, there are lots of foreign, you know, Spartans racing there, and it really did change the kind of podium I found, you know, like with people, with people, um, you know, winning. And um, yeah, it's it, it's like the Europeans. That was that was really interesting as well to just see how people fared and. Um, They've got a lot of mountain races with Verbier, Morzine, and those kind of things. In France, you just think, well, they're coming over here, we're pretty flat. So uh, it was interesting that the French didn't do as well as I. I expect the French, see a couple of French top top Spartans, elite Spartans, who uh, do a lot of uh, their training. I live in the mountains, so I expected Piffinford was going to be a, a walk in the park for them, but they didn't do as, as well as I expected them to. So anyway... So yeah, all, the all the heather should slow them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, wasn't there a lot of heather? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I'm just obviously conscious of the time. It's yes. Down. I've, I've, I've been rabbiting away for ages. Have you got any questions for Susan? Um, I'd say, you, obviously, you do a lot of the OCRs. Would you, or have you looked into doing, like, trail runs and, and stuff like that? Or is it just purely because they are like continuous running that it kind of puts you off. Yeah, I think, I think it does. I have done, you know, I did like a 10 K round Blenheim palace, uh, which is pretty close to me. And I don't know, I didn't enjoy it. Um, I didn't enjoy it so much. So uh, I just like the, you know, the variety of throwing an obstacle in there. It gives me a reason that I can slow down and, have a breather for a bit so yeah. Uh, yeah the continuous running is um is not really my thing that's why i would never be very fast at spartan because there's a lot of walking that gets that 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 you know that happens but i'm not the only one <laughs> i always think i'm not you know when i'm doing the beast i'm not spending a lot of you know um enough time running but then when you look around i'm not the only one walking you know especially yeah. up those hills so um yeah no, I'm not. Um, I have done some trails, you know, mainly towards um, training for, for Spartan, but it's, it's not yeah. something I really enjoy doing so much. No, it's all about following in, in the footsteps of Wendy and heading to like high, rock, <laughs> high rocks and stuff. Have you looked ah, into that? So I have. So we were, we Joe and I were going to go and uh, spectate at High Rocks at Birmingham at the weekend, but um, some family thing came up, which I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I was too tired anyway. I don't think I could have really, I mean, honestly, Pippingford really whacked me out, but um, definitely for next year, yeah. considering High Rocks. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to be very good, but, uh, but, but considering High Rocks, as a as a doubles as a, a a women's doubles, so Joe and I can can share the obstacles because you know just the idea of all those warbles. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> but yeah, definitely. Um, I think we've done Spartan now. I mean, not that I would turn away from Spartan, but I think it's time to just put 
you know to mix it up a bit and and try yeah. try something new and the high rocks seems to be something that a lot of spartans do um you know and uh and i'm you know it looks quite interesting yeah definitely so i've seen a lot of a lot of people that do spartans uh, have gone that route now mm. so it's definitely on the increase that one no dunk falls <laughs> Yeah, you're in a nice dry venue indoors. Yeah, it's indoors, yeah. <laughs> That's what put Colin off, though. The fact oh, it's indoors. right, you yeah. like the trails. Yeah, yeah, well, I like being outside and getting muddy. So. I must say, I have to, you know, because I didn't go outside very much pre-COVID, but because you're not allowed to, when you're not allowed to do something, it kind of encourages you to do more. And actually having done the Cotswolds Way, I, my happy place is outside. You know, we've been on the Cotswolds Way when there's driving rain and stuff. Even with driving rain, it's not been very pleasant. But as long as you've got the right, you know, waterproofs and stuff, it's mm. it's fine. I just love being outside. It's my happy place. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, I drove through the Cotswolds uh, today, and I kept on looking at it going, yeah, this would be a great place to, you know, for for training. Like the hills you've got there are absolutely gorgeous. Co- I really recommend the Cotswolds Way. You know when you're kind of hitting civilization because you suddenly see people coming, you know, like around with Costa coffee cups and stuff. And most of the time, you're literally on your own. It's it's wow. it's lovely. It's bliss. It's so yeah, gorgeous. Definitely, definitely have to start taking some of, some of those off. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, Susan, um, obviously, as you pretty hopeful, we have four questions. Um, so I've had to memorize these because like I said, I'm not at home. I normally have them written on a bit of paper near me. Um, so the, the first question we, we always ask is, what do you normally listen to when, when you go out for a run? I don't listen to anything. I'm not, oh, that sounds really bad. I'm not really, no? I like to listen to the traffic and hear, I, I like to make sure that no one's coming up on me. I think it's, you know, I like to be aware of what's, what's going on yeah. around me and no one's, because I'm generally on my own, you know, on so when I go outside, I'm, I'm in the country on my own on trails and stuff. It's pretty lonely, so I just need to make sure I can hear if anyone comes up on me or anything like that. So, uh, so no, I don't listen to anything. Sorry. <laughs> no, no need to apologise. No, it's it's a shame. It's sad that you have to, that you have to feel yeah. that way. It really yeah. is sad. Um, you know, I'm sorry, I'm down and discussed it in the past, and you yeah, know, it's not. It's, it's kind of something we don't think about as men as such isn't it because um, when we do the podcast with females in general they they're very similar where you know very conscious of people people about and I think we kind of take that for granted um, but yeah, it, it is sad that you, you know people like yourself do feel like that yeah, and it's the same. I think you were talking about going running out. You know, it's winter now, so you go out in the dark and stuff. And although I did it during lockdown, now that the world is alive again, I don't feel so safe. Do- I wouldn't do it on my own. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't go yeah. out on my own. There's a lot of dark corners without without lights <laughs> around my around me. Hence why I got the treadmill. So I've got a treadmill. I hate it. <laughs> but, but, but you know, when when it's dark and I can't get outside, then um, you know, in the daylight, then then I hit the treadmill. Unfortunately, but yeah, it's just one of those things, really. Yeah. Hopefully, one day we will live in a, in a world where it Hopefully. isn't the case anymore. Yeah. So the the next question we've got is: if you were stuck on a desert island, um, you can already run on the island, but what other yeah. piece of fitness equipment would you take with you, and why? 
could I take with me? Well, I love my barbell, but I think maybe I would take my kettlebell because you can swing it. You can kind of use it as a dumbbell. You can do sit-ups with it. I think I think it's probably you can probably lean on it to do press ups and stuff. So uh, I'd probably take my kettlebell. Yeah, I'm the same. I would take a kettlebell. I think they're <laughs> probably the best bits of kit, kit anyone can own. <laughs> um, what is your favourite brand of of running or obstacle course racing gear? So it could be trainers, you know, trousers, tops, whatever you want. So I like my Salomons, my Speed Cross Salomons. I know not yeah. everyone likes them. I have to go for a wide fitting because they're quite narrow. But honestly, um, you know, if we were talking about mud mile and any mud obstacles. I literally walk straight out of them whilst everyone is scrabbling and slipping and sliding everywhere. I just think the grip on them is, is great. I would not be doing an obstacle course race without my Salomons on. Yeah, yeah I, I used to own a pair, but I didn't know they did them in a wide fit, and I found them too narrow. They so do, yeah, they do a wide fit. I take, I have the wide fit. I'm waiting for the Speed Cross Six to come out in a wide. Apparently, November they come out in a wide, and I'll be okay. trying those out because I tend to change. My current ones have seen me through two seasons of Spartan. They're done. <laughs> They're yeah. done. So I need a new pair. Yeah, definitely Salomons. It's amazing how Spartan trashy trainers quickly. Yeah. Then, <laughs> Um, and then the last question we have is um, what advice, what one bit of advice would you give to a new runner or a new OCR runner? Well, I've opened up the field a little bit. I would say go out there. Don't worry about what you can and can't do. Give it a go. It's a great community you've got, you know, is great help. And I think, especially for for people not competing, I think the whole penalties of 30 burpees is a bit of a you know a bit of a scare and a, it puts you off a bit one thing that we were told when I was uh, volunteering at Spartan probably in 2018 is that yes 30 burpees definitely for the red bands but for the black bands it's whatever they can give they might not be able to do you know 30 burpees so I would say if you're starting off in OCR um, don't don't be scared off because it's your race. You run for you and um, and Spartan want you coming back. They want your money. They need your money. They need to keep yeah. going. So, uh, so, you know, you, you give what, you know, you give what you can. And if that's not, if that's not burpees, it's push-ups or, or squats or, you know, a lap round the penalty loop, then, then do that. But, um, but don't be scared off by a, the obstacles because people are there to help you. You know, you can have a leg up and stuff like that. And, um, and then the penalties might not be as bad as you think they are, you know, and you might enjoy it. Just, just go out and have fun. I just say, just go out and have fun and try your best. You're out there. You're, you're better than the most people that are, you know, sat at home, not doing it, thinking about it and not doing it. Uh, I guess great advice. Um, well, Susan, that's all from us. Have you got any questions you wanted to fire, fire our way? No, I, I feel like I 
know you very well because I listen to you every every week every podcast (laughs) it's uh it's been great meeting you and an honor I mean honestly I I I was good job I was sitting down when I saw your message about do you want to come and do one of these because I I never thought anyone would like me would ever be invited to to come and talk so thank you thank you very much um it's it's been great and you know it's uh, I love talking about Spartan I I really enjoy the OCRs and um and thank you for giving me this opportunity it's 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 great no thank you for, well thank you for agreeing to coming on really appreciate it it's been it's been great having you on to, to chat Spartan and, and hear your story thank you right, well thank you thank you for listening everyone and uh, we'll speak to you on the next one yeah thank you cool. bye